We are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Self-Discovery Mediums right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Maria Badeshi, medium, psychic medium, speaker, best-selling author, teacher, and a coach. And she's written this wonderful book, which I can't wait to hear all about. There is no death only life. And that is so very true, folks. We look at life uh, at like life and death is so absolute. It's one thing or the other. And we don't realize how much it integrates and how much it continues on after this vessel is gone. We're going to be talking about her wonderful mediumship and all that she does today, her book. Also, she has another book that she is a co-author of or a participating author of. We could talk about that book as well, her podcasts and everything else. But let's find out about life and death because I feel there are so many people today walking around in a death-like presence and not actually embracing life, not actually kind of integrating into life, and certainly not allowing that divine presence to come through and guide them. They seem to have their heart switched off, to which the soul can't speak through, their spirit can't be ignited, and their minds are just perpetually repeating old patterns. So let's get some people with their channels open and start receiving the beautiful divine messages they need to receive. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you. And for those that are watching the video, we have beautiful pooch presence in the background, gracing us with uh, her energy. So um, that is always wonderful to have. Let's look at the title of the book. Um, there's a, no death, there's only life. A lot of people think that when the body goes, the essence of us goes. And that is so very untrue because we're just really in borrowed vessels, aren't we, in this lifetime? But there are so many people that are so detached to life that they are already kind of a walking death and they don't really realize it. Let's, uh, let's start there. So I always feel like, too, one of the amazing things um, that happens during a reading and is like, and I want to say, I have no control over who comes in during a reading, what their messages are going to be. Because trust me, I've seen my client's face. Like when I say, oh, I've got your mother here and mm. da, 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 da. And the whole look on her face. And then they'll say, well, that's not who I wanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I will remind them, but be open. Yeah. Be open because there's going to be some healing that's going to be going on so that you can keep moving forward because that's all our loved ones want for us on the other side. Mm -hmm. They want to help us. They want to make things easier. They want to make everything more abundant in our life. Um, and they want us happy. Yeah. So the things that come through, because I'm the biggest geek about it. I mean, <laughs> here I do this full time, but the, the evidence that comes through that evidential mediumship the evidence that comes through from your loved ones that say, hey, I'm here, 
is so amazing to me and I love it. I'll be doing a reading and all of a sudden I'll stop and I'll go, I don't know what's up with this yellow bird. Your mom keeps showing me a yellow bird, but I don't know what's up with it. And they'll still look at me like, how would you know that? Mm -hmm. That's one of the validations I wanted today. And right. it, it, well, it's the stuff that there is no way I would know, right? Like, no way I would know. Yeah. And that's the stuff I get so excited about because I love it when, um, my big thing is I love when a healing can happen during a reading. Yes. So when I open up the energy before a reading, that's always one of the things that I'm putting out there, you know, for those loved ones to come in and for that healing to happen. Um, because I want people to be in their power and feel their power and keep moving forward and doing what they need to do. I, you know, this is the thing, I think the misconception is that we can just channel whoever they want. No, you're a conduit. You're this open vessel for them to come through. So those that need to come through, that have the message that they are needing to hear, are the people that are going to come through because that's the strongest presence. You have no control over that. There is no, you know, dial up. Uh, <laughs> so and so, right? It is that you exactly. are just purely this beautiful open vessel of this conduit message. And we're always going to get the messages that we need in that time. Stop trying to control and dictate everything and be open and willing to learn what you need to know in the now. Because that's, oh, and thank you for that. Because I'll get a, well, that's not who I wanted to hear from. I wanted to hear from my dad. And I also want you to tell me what I was talking to about my dad beforehand that I wanted him to bring up during this reading. Right. Or tell me my dad's name. Mm. Well, First of all, if your dad doesn't come through, I can't mm. tell you his name, but even if he does come through, that might not be one of the things he's going to give me. Right. Yeah. You can only, you can only do what you're given. And this is something I think a lot of mediumship, um, and, um, I don't do it anymore, but I've read for a long time and I'm a seer and I'm sure you are too. You just suddenly see something of people and you can't help the message, you know, whether they want it or not, you have to say it. And it is, it's a gift. It can be a curse. Um, and but we don't have the control over it. Uh, it is what the other side deems is important for you to know. And if you could just get out of that, that paradigm of, well, prove it, or I expect this from you and just simply come of what is it that I do need to know. Because those are the best readings. Yeah. The people that just sit down and they have done a little, uh, you know, opening up before yeah. the reading of, okay, everybody, come on, whoever wants to be here, be here. And I've even at times when I'm opening up the energy before the reading, I'll stop and I'll start laughing because I'll go, oh, I feel that they're opening it up too. Yeah. Because it makes me so happy. Yes. Yes, it yes. really does. It's like, oh my gosh, they get it. They're opening up the energy too. This is exciting. And it's, you are the bridge, but at that point, there is no bridge. You're like, everybody's in the room. 
right? They, the, right. All of those energies are there. And then if you do get more than one, it, it is kind of then more being the conductor of one voice at a time, please. Because sometimes they want to be a chorus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made um, one time I had a, a woman here and she was in her 80s. And some people were coming through and I made the mistake of saying like, you know, in my head here, oh, whoever else wants to come in, just come on in. <laughs> and then I was, I'm like, oh God, the room is filled right now. What did I do? <laughs> so I learned not yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, people come with a precise idea of what they want to hear and that they don't always like what they hear. Uh, but that is not the point of the reading. The reading is to hear what the message is from the other side, what you need to hear, because they're seeing your life from a totally different lens. You're seeing it from the lens that you are in. So if we could open up to our loved ones, whoever is bringing the message through, and whether it is a message from loved ones or whether it is just a divine message, and get out of our own, again, dictation or expectation and simply allow, we will then understand what that message means. It doesn't always make sense straight away, does it? It kind of sits and then later it kind of, ah, now I get it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my, and that will happen. Um, I think people that are a little more open to the message will go, oh, I get that. Mm. Oh, okay. I understand that. And then some people that are a little more closed off or they were like this with, mm -hmm. this is who I want to hear from. Yeah. And this is what I want to hear about. And I also enjoy the, well, I want to know about the relationship. I want to know what his name's going to be. Yeah. I want to know what he looks like. What's his oh, bank Paul. account? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, well, they're not giving me any of that information. Right. So I don't know. Um, but they, they will give me some information of, you know, oh, it's going to be in the fall, yeah. you know, or it's going to be here, but only if, like, I'll get that too. You need to do this, this, and yes, this, yes. and then that will happen. Where then their whole face is, well, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. Well. You have to set you... the stage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's it it can be very um, interesting at times. Yes, um, yeah, <laughs> and you know when you do have somebody that is there, present, just present, um, you know whatever the message is, whatever I need to know, or I do have a particular something that's worrying me that I, I can anybody help me with you can put that out into the ether before you come to a person like you and then that gives the other side a chance to address it um and but there isn't always a clear-cut answer or an answer that makes sense at the time and of course people don't want to hear yes that is possible but only if a b c and d happen first because you not only have to set the stage but you've got to place yourself in the right place at the right time for it to happen and so exactly. many people just sit back well you've told me this is going to happen i can just sit back and wait now no it doesn't work like that oh my god thank you because i also tell people okay this this and this so you're setting it up so now that i'm saying yes that can happen that doesn't mean you can sit back in your lazy boy chair and go, right. okay, tick tock, where is it? Yeah. 
And it's funny that you say that because that is exactly what I tell my clients. Mm -hmm. And if I'm teaching a manifesting class, I always say that if you sit back in your lazy boy chair, nothing's going to happen. You have to put the work and the energy in. Yeah. There is still work and energy involved. Just because you predict something or you say this is what's possible. If you do not do what's needed to be done to put yourself in alignment with that, it can't happen. We've got to understand it is a prediction of what is possible. You don't take the right steps towards it. How are you going to reach that possibility? Exactly. And, and a, a lot of people, that's the, the puzzle piece that a lot of people don't have an understanding of. Right. Well, she said it though, so it should just happen. Mm, no, it's not the way it happens. Right. So I really try to be clear with people about that too and give them a little education, even if it's like during the reading and I'll hear their loved one going, yeah, but she doesn't get it. Then I'll stop and go, okay, hold on. We got to talk about this for a minute. The other thing, timing. You told me it was going to happen at such and such a time and it hasn't happened. There is no time on the other side. This is a human concept, right? So if things haven't aligned, then it can't happen in a time that you originally foresaw it. And it's so hard to actually predict a time. Now, I know that when you're closer to something, and, and I used to be able to go in the next two days, because it's close, you know, uh, but if it's far away, like, you know, I've had a few people, you, you have this, somebody coming into your life, once at 68, once at 70, you know, once I say, before I'm too decrepit, please. You know, <laughs> it's, the timing is so hard to actually pinpoint or tell because there is no time there. Exactly. And I also feel like when it comes to relationship things, I've also found where I'll kind of stop and I'll say, but you're on the fence with this, aren't you? Because I'm energetically, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling that you can take it or leave it. So you need to make a decision. Because if you're sitting here going, I want a relationship, and that's what you're telling me, but really, I'm already energetically feeling, oh, hold on, she can take it or leave it. Yeah. You are really not open for a relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also want to ask for things that we think we want or need, where the powers that be no, that's the last thing you need or the last thing that you want. And then there is this conflict. But no, no, I don't want that. I want this. And it's like, but that's not what you're meant to have. And then the, you become, become the enemy because you're the messenger, <laughs> right? But it's stop trying to argue with the other side. Right, right. And, and a lot of times that's with relationship things. When relationship yeah. things come in, and I'll be like, okay, well, I don't see that for like two years out. Mm. Then the whole look on their face, what, what the heck do you mean you don't see that for two years out? Well, because they're, they already are, and I'll see it where they're already sitting in gunk mm-hmm. that they need to clean up. Yeah. That, and I'll tell them, well, you can go ahead and call someone in now, but it's going to not end well. Right. You will be wasting your time and it will be a lot of pain, suffering, time, money, but you can do that. It's free will. Right. 
or you can just go with the two years out. And put in the work in the meantime. Yes. I think this is another thing that a lot of people get misconstrued with psychic mediums, just because you say A, B, and C, and they think they can sit back and it's going to happen. They don't realize all they are, all the messages are, are kind of directions, solutions. But if you don't apply them, if you don't work on them, you can't manifest them. You can't, you know, they, you want, you're not allowing them to happen. And that whoever you are, wherever you are, we've all got to put the work in. Exactly. Exactly. So when the, the fun thing is though, like with the manifesting, when you put the work in and you've got your, um, and you leave it open to, uh, I'm going to give you an example of something that was recent for me where, um, another medium and I manifested a house in Lilydale and, we knew like exactly which one. I was like, nope, this is the one we're supposed to have. Let's do this. So it was something we did together. And in the very beginning, I had said to myself, however, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. However, this is going to come about. So then the funny thing, and I like sharing this with people just so, because we're all human Mm -hmm. and we have those little human things that get in our way. Oh boy, do we. (laughs) Don't we? So she was able to push through like um, some of the things that you have to push through with there where I was not. Mm. And all of a sudden it was, well, why did she get that? And I didn't Mm. immediately though. This is within a second. I hear my mom go, stop it. Mm -hmm. And my mom's in spirit. She's one of my biggest guides. I immediately stopped. And I said, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. However, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And I'm so grateful that she got pushed through because this is how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So yes. I immediately stopped that with within myself, that little human Negative thing energy, that happened. Not doubt, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, well, why? Yeah. No, I had already set the energy of however this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and I'm open to, to however this is yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And I had to then realign myself and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I am open to this. And it ran smoothly. The whole mm-hmm. thing ran crazy smooth. The universe but, wants to help us. The universe exactly. wants to guide us. It wants to give us everything we need, but we get in the way. The exactly. other thing, we're not always clear on what we think we need. Now we, we will go, I want this because it's an external thing. You know, I want the good looking husband with the this, the that, and I want this type of house and I want that. Those are all external things that you think will make you happy. None of that will ever make you happy. Everything is internal. Now, if you can paint the picture of this is how I want to feel, not this is what I want, but this is how I want to feel. I want to feel grateful to wake up every day. I want to feel loving arms around me. I want to feel a meaningful purpose. I want to feel this. If you can paint that picture of how you want to feel, the universe can deliver so much more accurately because you haven't dictated again what you think you should have. 
you've invited the universe to match the energy of how you want to feel. Exactly. <coughs> exactly. Um, oh my gosh. And I love that. And I love the way you explained it because that's exactly. Um, and that can be with, with anything, even with like house hunting. Yeah. Um, cause the, but that's the universe is going to match the energy for yes. you. Yes. And it's kind of like that house and that energy is going to find you. Mm -hmm. And it's really a cool thing when it happens. And you know it. Right. I mean, you may have had, I want this kind of mansion. And then you find this great little cottage. <laughs> that, right. And right. That, oh, my heart and soul is in there. I'm at home. I'm already moved in. Right. right. You know, it's the match. And again, it's like we, we limit ourselves by dictating what we think we want instead of allowing the universe to fill how we want to feel. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it's a funny thing too with me for houses. So like I've even, I've sold the house that I'm in and it's been quite an experience finding another house. And that house did just kind of appear. Mm. Now, was it really the house that I was like, oh, this is exact? No, it yeah. was not exactly what I wanted. Not at all. I'll be doing the same thing where I had to change the energy in this house mm -hmm. and kind of like redo it. That's going to be the same with the one I'm moving into. But I know that that's the house I'm supposed to be in. Right. And, you know, I think the, the other thing is, I call these the why shows. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's led you to it? But I think the other question we need to sometimes, sometimes we don't need to know why. We just need to be. Exactly. Exactly. And I do. I'm so open to different things. And I'm very good about saying, okay, however, this is going to happen, or however, this is going to unfold, whether it's going to be this or something more magical, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, just open and grateful, like, and I, sh I give and I show that gratitude every day. Um, and isn't, and isn't that a beautiful place to come from? It is. It is. And I'm very good at making myself laugh, too, because <laughs> I'll take the experience of selling this house and looking for another one. There has been days where I've been like, oh, my gosh, this is just horrible. This is poor me, poor me, where I'll start laughing and I'm like, you know what, this is a pretty good problem to have. This world problem, as we call it, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I'll start laughing and I'll start saying, you know what, I'm really grateful. I'm so grateful to be out there and searching for a house. How lucky am I? Exactly, exactly. Um, I have a, a, an image in my head of where I'd like to be in my twilight zone. And uh, yet I am taken two places into people's lives to be what they need me to be at that time. Because for me, for me, life is about service. It's about, I have to feel I'm contributing. I'm making a difference in the lives of others. And I came to where I am now as a temporary thing on my way to what I thought would be kind of, you know, my sanctuary, my space. And I ended up, you know, from big house into two rooms crammed <laughs> in jail and living with an elderly woman 
uh, and I've ended up kind of become her companion and and uh, um, she's stronger than I am, feisty as hell. She's a black belt. She can still toss me, even though she's five foot dot. But, you know, some memory issues. So I am stepping into that. And at first it was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be my own. I want to be my own sanctuary. And then, you know, it's like, stop fighting it, Sarah. You are where you're meant to be for the reason you're meant to be there. And I think this is sometimes, all right, I'm not in the place I thought I wanted to be. But do I want to be there? Or, you know, where I am right now, if I live in gratitude to where I am right now and the purpose I'm in now, where will that lead me down the road? And if we could stay present more, present as to where we are with what we're doing, the reveal of why we're doing it and how it serves us and everyone else becomes the gratitude. Exactly. And being present, it, it can, I mean, we're human. That can yeah. be a difficult thing to do because it's a, we're worried about, oh, but what if? Yes. And is this going to really happen? <laughs> yeah. Or we're in the past going, you know, well, I'm so angry about that. Or I'm so angry that this happened where if you can just be more focused and present, so much healing happens. Yeah. Yeah. We have this preconceived idea of what our life should be or what success is or what happiness is. And again, if we're chasing this illusion, this societal dictation, we're always going to be feeling wanton and empty. But if we're willing to go in and open up our souls and our souls cannot speak for a closed heart, so the heart needs to open up first, needs to be vulnerable, needs to be open and ready to receive. The soul speaks through the heart and allows the spirit to ignite and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And we will always be guided in that divine truth for our better good, for us to be better at whatever we do. But we go and put those blockages in our way with the exterior expectations of what should be. And I find, I don't know about you, but I, I found when I was doing the readings, that was always the biggest block from everyone, trying to live up to something else instead of allowing themselves and their essence to come through. Yeah, that's, I, I always try to um, get where someone is more focused with now, being yeah. present. Yeah. Because that's a, a lot of it is the what ifs, what yeah. ifs, what ifs. So being more present and sitting in their power. Yeah. Because when they're sitting in their power, it's kind of like, oh, well, I've got options. Yes. And options are beautiful. And it's a real awareness of money is not going to make you happy. No. It's not, I know a lot of millionaires that are not happy. <laughs> yeah. I've had them They're on not. the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, I try to remind people it's not money. That's going to make you happy. No. That's within. Yes. You need to find that within. Um, and it's not going to come from someone else. It's not going to be, well, I need a relationship. I need right. to be happy. Yeah. And that's going to make me happy. No, that's not. No, no. not it's, it's within. Um, being present, that's a big one. It is. I think, you know, also the hardest one for people is 
they're looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs> but they don't realize they must be the love yes they must be love for themselves for their life for their meaningful purpose for their contribution and in that love essence you run off over and you attract that other vibrational love that will not complete you but complement you right oh i love that it's so true and a lot of times too i think that we're really hard on ourselves oh. <laughs> Um, and it's just, and also spirit does not want us to be so hard on ourselves. No. They, they want us to see how magnificent we are. Right. And to see the things that we do and to also acknowledge it, not with ego though. No. But to acknowledge it more on that love soul level. Connection. Um, yep. And I enjoy it too in readings where um, let's say it's a mom or dad or whoever comes through starts talking about, you know, cause I'll sit there and go, Oh, you've done some really powerful things and you know, this and that and this, and you can just kind of see them going, Oh yeah. Cause they've forgotten. Right. They have forgotten all these wonderful things mm -hmm. and they're only able to focus on the negative. Yeah. And that's not because it's that, that vibration of yeah. joy that we want to try to stay in so that more doors open, more things happen for us. That's the manifesting vibration, love, yeah. joy, happiness. And uh, I get it too. We're human. So there are times when we're feeling down. Yes. And it's always, you know, I tell people, Throw some music on yes. when you're feeling down like yes. that. That vibration of music, it immediately goes up there. Immediately. It changes your frequency. Yes. Completely. It really equilibriums and rebalances you completely. And you're just, especially if you can get some music that gets you grooving. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, that is so important. Music is so utterly healing. But I'm going to go back to the big money word. We all need money. And this is, I think, where some people get very uh, confused. They think that if you're a person of spirit, you can live on spirit alone. And you know what we're trying to say when we talk money, so many people are chasing the power of money, thinking it will give them empowerment. It doesn't. It is a commodity. It's a tool. It's something that puts the roof over our head, food in our stomach, allows us to be to do. But it isn't a definition of who we are. It's not an identification. And if you think that, that the being a millionaire or trillionaire or whatever the case has made you more powerful, has made you more enriched and made you more abundant, you are wrong. Because that inner abundance and enrichment comes from self-love, comes from exuding that love on a loving vibration out to all life and humanity. That's where it really lies. And money is purely a tool that enables you to have the security to do that. Exactly. So um, are you also bringing, so with the whole money aspect too, I also enjoy when um, people say, well, that's a God-given gift you've been given yeah. to be able to talk to spirit yeah. and therefore you shouldn't charge. I know. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I don't need to eat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to move over my head. Yeah. Right. So, they, they pay priests, by the way. 
exactly yeah. priests mm. and but isn't being a doctor kind of a god-given gift also hello yeah 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 so a, a doctor should be paid but i shouldn't be paid. right yeah so yeah yeah i think um, spirit and money don't put them in the same category and you know look at it as an exchange of energy right if you know it's you are giving me currency that is energy that allows my energy to be ignited to serve you exactly exactly so yeah because it takes a lot of energy to do what we do oh god <laughs> yeah. it, it really does it can be and quite draining it can be yeah. and i don't think people understand that we also need to take care of ourselves yes. because we are giving this energy. It's not just a, oh, okay, I'm done. Right. No, we need to make sure that we do self-care for ourselves. But, but I also feel like anybody in any field should be doing self-care. Yes. Um, because everybody's giving their energy. So yeah. I am giving my energy just like a doctor would be giving his energy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Do you find that because you're so open that as more empathic, that you're also more subject to feeling the pain and the anguish in the world? Yes. So what I try to do about that, because I don't want to, I like to keep my vibration up. Mm -hmm. And if I was always feeling all of that, then it would be hard for me to kind yeah, of lift my energy exactly. up. So I, I just boundaries. Right. I always tell people that are doing this kind of work, it's really good. You better get your boundaries up. Right. Yes. And you know, what's going to be okay. What's not going to be okay. Mm. Um, I have a clear understanding with spirit that like when I'm in the grocery store, I am not going to pass a message on. Right. I am not going to do it because that could be like someone's mom could come to me and say, oh, that's my daughter. Go tell her. I said, hi. Mm-hmm. But the mother in spirit may not have given me all the information on how much pain she caused this daughter. Right, exactly. And I am ripping open an old mm. wound. Therefore, I, I don't. And I also feel like it's a little bit of a, a boundary violation also for right. me to do that. So I don't do that. It, it's better and, when they come to you, it's of free will. An exactly. open channel as opposed to you imposing upon their channel. Exactly. When they come to me for a reading. They're there for the reading. Yeah. So whoever comes through is going to come through. Yeah, I, exactly. And again, that's out of your hands. Uh, it is who needs, you know, who needs to do the message. Let's talk about your book. There is no death, only life. Uh, you know, and from, you know, from my perspective of, of looking at it, as I said, these are just vessels that we're in. And our essence, uh, our spirit will and soul carries on as it has. We've been many souls before having a life experience and we will have many again but what was your meaning of it in writing this book um so it, when i got the idea for the book and when i was really like oh i need to do a book is when my mother was passing in 2009 um she was in so much fear mm. so much fear and denial and at the time like I didn't know that my mom was so afraid of dying until it was right there. And in fact, 
my mom had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma mm. and she didn't tell me it came back. So yeah. here I thought she's in remission. Everything's good. But then I find out I better fly to Florida to check up on things. I do. And the doctor tells me she has 10 days. Wow. So for me going to, oh, everything's good. She's fine to 10 days. But, and, and I literally asked the doctor, but does she know? Mm. Did she And I felt ridiculous asking, but and he's like, no, she knows. And I'm like, does my dad know? Because they're both in total denial over this whole thing. What's going on? So I was not allowed to talk about it with them. Wow. I did with my dad, like, but with my mom, no. And I respected that mm. because it wasn't, that would have been selfish on my part if I threw my will on her. Yeah. Well, now we're going to talk about this. Come on. But it it was her experience. This was her experience and I was going to let her have it where, however she wanted to go through this. Yes. It was her choice how to exit in a way. You exactly. know, the, the, the writing was there um, and it's her grace and how she wants to go. Um, my mom was 95 and very, very sick and in a lot of pain. And she wanted to die and didn't know how. And so I appealed to all of my colleagues on social media. Of, I need help for the angels to break through. And my sister was with my mom and apparently it was a very dull day. And my mom was sleeping in the living room because she couldn't go upstairs anymore. Beautiful big bay window. My sister went to make a cup of tea and the light came shining through the window, shone on my mother. And when my sister came back, my mom's eyes and hands were open and she had ascended. But I had over 110 people, not just do likes or this or that, send blessings for her crossing over. And I really do believe that it helped to cross over because she just didn't know how. She didn't know how to break that barrier. And sometimes just that loving prayer, that loving collective prayer of help them cross over peacefully. Right? No, don't go. Oh, don't leave me. That's the worst thing you can do because it's shattering that transition. If Absolutely. they're going to go, it's their time. Give them the peace and the energy in which to ascend gracefully, peacefully. Absolutely. That's why a lot of times our loved ones pass when we leave the room. Yes. Because there's such that energy connection yeah. that they cannot pass when we're in the room. Right. It's just that that connection's too strong. Um I wanted to do the book so that people know this isn't it. Mm. This is not it. And I have different stories with different clients of um, the validations for them that how they know their loved ones are yeah. still around the validations that they get all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And just because somebody has crossed over doesn't mean they have you know, gone on very often. They choose to stay around. Um, because they're there to guide you for whatever period of time. You know, they're there to, to support you because they know that you leaving might be hard. Um, or it just simply just might be a choice. I'm going to stick around for a while. Uh, you know, I, my dad died when I was 11. And my mom and I were doing the Ouija board one day. And my dad came through scathingly <laughs> with some choice words because he didn't like my choice of life at the time. And... Uh, uh, and I thought he had really gone on. This was something like five or six years later. And so it was always a surprise. And it's, we want to sometimes hear from them 
but they haven't got anything to say at this time until they've got something to say. Exactly. Um, and it could be where you're going through a certain something. Mm. And may, I had one recently where I believe it was a father. I never remember readings either, right. but they'll, they'll kind of like pop the example in my head where a father came through and it was the first time he had come through in a reading and he had passed long ago, but with the messages he, that he was giving and with what she was going on now, that going on with in her life, she goes, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense that mm -hmm. he's coming through today. Yes. I, I mean, and everything is timing, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's, um, they're not just going to come through willy nilly. You know, it, it is the, it takes a lot of energy for them to come through. So they're going to come through with a message of importance. Exactly. Exactly. And I try to let people know too, like with signs or mm. with the conversations that go back and forth. I'm like, cause I'll go, Oh, you have conversations with mm. mom. It goes back and forth, but you think it's your thoughts. Yeah. And so then I'll start giving examples because the mom's giving me examples of it. And she's like, Oh my gosh, thank you. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. You think that you're speaking to your imagination, but you're actually speaking to them in spirit. And that, that comes into, again, that earthly condition that when a person's passed, you can't communicate with them anymore. And we can't, we can even feel their presence. We can feel their arms around them if, if, if we so choose. It's a question of how much do we open up and they open up? How much does that connection want to happen? Exactly. Exactly. And it's always fun. The, the fun things like the, the fun signs that mm. they'll send us or the fun little um, interactions that we might have where we sit there and go, oh, well, that was not by accident. That, no. that was meant to be. Yes. And they will have helped with that. And I, I love it when things like that too come in with readings. Oh God, I had the funniest one a couple of weeks ago where I stopped and I said, you had lunch with your sister and you guys got something free. Like you got a gift, you got something, they got a free dessert, <laughs> but it was like their mom staged it. Right. And, yes. and their mom loved dessert. Like that was the big thing. Mom loved dessert. And so it was mom showing her love through the free yes. dessert. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So and also don't read things literally. Sometimes, right? You know, sometimes it has that subliminal meaning. And if you can step outside of your literal thought, you'll understand, oh, okay. Thanks, mom. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's beautiful, you know, the, the different worlds. And, and we have so many dimensions that we can live on. Um, are you a dimensional traveler yourself? Yeah, when I'm um, definitely, I like to do the... Um, Sometimes I'll have some friends that will say, oh my gosh, Maria, my back's killing me. And I'll say, oh, all right, I'll, I'll see you tonight. I'll, I'll work mm -hmm. on you. And I laugh and I call it my lazy way of healing. Right. Of course, it, it really isn't. But, yep. and the next day I'll say, so, you know, how's it going? Oh my gosh, it feels like so much better. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, but really, how's it yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, I find that stuff fascinating too, like really mm -hmm. fascinating. Yes. 
I, and I think that we as human beings limit ourselves in so many ways by just only being present in the body and the mind. And we've got to understand the brain is the computer, the CPU. The mind is the programming and things that we learn and how we process that programming and how we use it. But if we don't incorporate the soul and the spirit and the heart's intellect, wisdom, then we're just living, living a humanoid life. When we combine the two together and we really live in that true essence, we understand the body may ground us and it may give us that experience, but when we're willing to have this spiritual experience with the body, boy, can we go places. Can we do things? Can we experience things that are absolutely extraordinary? Oh my gosh, I agree. So, and just, I, I feel like you open a bigger world for yourself yeah. too. And it's a, but really living it and feeling it, not just a, oh yeah, I'm spiritual, but you really don't live that way. And you're yeah. doing all these awful things. Yes. And we're human. So it's not like we're perfect with no. this. But it's a, we put our best foot forward and we are really trying to do our best. Um, it is these wonderful, what I say, doors, these beautiful doors mm. that open, that give us these other really amazing opportunities where we sit back and go, this is crazy, but crazy in a good way. Yes. I because love, these- I love things that are, there is no box. It's wonderfully bizarre. Um, it's a, and it's, it's a question of how does it make you feel, right? It does the feeling illuminate you, excite you, connect you, open you up. And it doesn't matter what that, that out of body, you know, an in spirit experience is, is that it's there to serve you. And the more we're open to it, the more we see that it expands us in so many ways. But I think the fundamental is always come from your heart. Always let love be the guidance system. Let it be the compass. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's when things, things don't happen when we're sitting in that depressed state. Right. That's when we're just like nothing, no doors open, nothing's happening. And it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. But then when we start pulling that energy up and it's up here, all these wonderful things where you think that's amazing. How, yeah. how did that happen? Or how did this happen? Or how did this opportunity present itself? Because when you're operating from that energy of love, joy, happiness, yes. you are opening the doors and opportunities for so many other things. And even just for fun people to yeah. come into your life. Yes. And don't you also see Instead of always seeing the problem, you see the solution. You see the possibilities. You see the opportunities because yeah. you're open. You're open to see those energy waves. You, you've risen up to that higher frequency. And in that higher frequency, there is always creativity. There is always a solution because it's yeah. there to expand our consciousness into the possible. Where now you start getting the outside the box ideas. Yeah. What box? exactly exactly where it's a oh I see it now and I see what I'm supposed to do okay I'm going to follow that way I'm going to do that yeah where before we were looking at it like this that's not going to get you anywhere that's just you're you're still you're operating down here when you're doing Mm. this 
Yeah. It's like, um, you know, when we say to take a breath, you know, when you actually take three deep breaths, your whole chakras line up. Your whole body receives the energy and the chi running through your body. When you're in distress, you're crunched down. Everything shuts down. How can the wisdom, the knowledge and the solution come to you if you've shut all the energy points down? It's true. It is so true. It's true. And it always helps getting out in nature. It's one of the best cures you can have. You know, people say to me, my heart is so broken. I don't know how to open up again. And I say, go for a walk in nature. Yeah. Listen to the rustle of the leaves. They are speaking to you. The birds tweeting. Listen to the children's laughter. The dogs chasing a ball or a stick. The ocean lapping against the shores. The sunlight and the breeze kissing your brow, freeing you and releasing you. Feel the ground from underneath your feet. Put your feet in the water of that beautiful conduit. Allow yourself to immerse into nature. It is so utterly connecting and healing. It really, and it, it seems like such a, a, and it is like a simple solution. Yes. We make things harder than they have to be. Why do we do that? <laughs> Why? What is it about human nature that we're going to take the difficult road when there is a simple solution right there. Exactly. Exactly. And that is one of the getting out in nature. That's um, water and taking those nice, big, you know, deep breaths. And oh my gosh, if you've got some music out there too, yeah. while you're in nature, boom. But it's also letting nature's music sing to you. I don't that's know if you true. watched a movie back if it was 2007 called August Rush. Oh, I haven't. Oh, I highly recommend it. And okay. it's, it's a kid that was put up in an orphanage, but he knew his parents were alive. And he was a, a prodigy where he could make music out of every, anything. He could hear music. And both his parents were musicians, but neither one of them knew he existed. Right. And it's a beautiful story, but it's also how the rhythm of life and the music of life is in everything of life and when we choose to hear that rhythm and that beat and that that symphony that is always around us it ignites us and opens us up it's a beautiful movie highly recommend it. oh thank you yeah oh, again the answers are always there but you know you must have felt a great deal in the last few years you know with the pandemic Everybody's, you know, I've said after the pandemic, there was going to be an emotional pandemic, a financial pandemic. We're in an enormous shift. The universe four and a half years gave me saying the universe is going to um, um, shake us up to wake us up for us to step up and change it up and also grow up, grow up vibrationally, but grow up as a human race. And I think we're still very much in that transition because the pandemic certainly shook us up. And changes have to happen. And we as a human race need to stand up and be a part of that change and grow up. And I think we're very much in that. But do you find a lot with your clientele right now that they're feeling this transition, which um, I don't know if you know the Celtic runes, but they have one called Haglas, which is disruption. And you can't have clarity before you have the disruption because you've got to clean things away. Are you finding with your clientele right now that they're in this kind of disruption at the present moment while they're trying to find that clarity? A lot of them are, yeah. Um, whether it's, um, a lot of them, relationships have ended. Yes. Or they're figuring out a way to step out of the relationship. Mm. 
And um, it's interesting. Mm. It's really interesting where before the pandemic, it's kind of like they ignored it. Right. They ignored the relationship. Yeah. I, I know this really isn't working, but yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, Thinkers, go yeah. <laughs> and then they couldn't ignore it. Right. So it's a, it's kind of like we've been shaken up to do what we're supposed to do. Yes. And yes. yeah, it, some things might seem a little more difficult or it might seem like, oh, I don't want to do that. But now you're making it more difficult. Right. Just take a deep breath and go, okay, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Because you're always going to be led one way. You're always going to either hear it or you're going to start feeling it. And then it's a, just be more open to it. Right. Exactly. And it sounds simple Mm -hmm. because we make everything so hard. You know, the house needs to be clean. We do. You know, the house needs to be cleaned. You feel fantastic when it is, but you keep putting it off and putting it off and and it keeps piling on and piling on and it makes it more difficult to clean. Where if you just cleaned it along the way, you would enjoy that clean house without all the garbage piling up. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So it's what I've been telling people too, is just um, be open for the new things coming in. Yeah. And um, don't try because we're, we're human. Try to stop getting in your way and making things harder. (laughs) And a lot of times I'll see it as um, the track runners with the, because I'm always like, oh gosh, I'm on the track field now. And you don't need to go over such a high jump. Right. You can make the jump lower. Mm. You don't have to make it so high. Right. The momentum of your growth as your energy grows will take you to those higher jumps. Why are you penalizing yourself? And persecuting exactly. yourself for not getting over that high jump, where that high jump should have been something that's at the end and not at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we really do need to change the way we look at life, what we want out of life, what we're willing to do to live in gratitude, love, and our own personal exuberance and, and purpose. We, we've really got to change our way of thinking and, and put that work in, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely putting the work in, not being so hard on yourself and the really like, just kind of sit back and go, what do I really want? Right. Now I, I thought about it, you know, six months ago and that's, but is that still what I want? Right. Because it's always going to change. Yes. And as you grow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Where you might think, oh, well, I don't even want that anymore. This is what's going to be good. So now I'm realigning my energy Mm -hmm. for that because it's not that other thing that I'm aligned to. So realign yourself. And stop living in the future because if you live in the present and you seed today, but you're going to water and nurture tomorrow and allow it to grow, it's going to grow into an abundance that you never expected. But if you're constantly, you know, oh, oh, I want that field over there tomorrow, but you're not planting anything today, right? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. 
back to being present when we're <laughs> present with ourselves i mean the gift of the present is in the now right and when we're present with ourselves even if we don't like the way we feel you know i'm present i just don't like this uncomfortable feeling where's this uncomfortable feeling coming from what is it that's going on in my life that's making me feel uncomfortable stop trying to avoid it deal with it because release you're gonna, it and you're going to learn something from that yeah it will be a nice growing experience when you stop and be present with that feeling or what's going on. It's going to be an amazing <coughs> growing experience for you. And your job as a medium is simply to help people redirect themselves into the right track with the right information. They have to walk it. They have to apply it. They have to nurture it. But what you're doing is showing them a path they can't see, giving them some wisdom that they can apply that gives them the clarity, but how they use it, you know, you're giving them the instrument, how they use it is up to them. Exactly. So I'm giving them some tools for their tool belt. Yeah. We don't always use all of our tools that are no. in the tool belt. No. So it's up to, it absolutely is up to that client to, um, to do that. Cause I'll even, during the reading that, cause I've got other people that I'll recommend mm -hmm. that I'll say, okay, listen, I've, I've got someone for that, or I've got someone yes. for this Your village. <laughs> it is because yes. it does take a village. Yes. And it's always spirit guided though. Whoever their loved ones is telling me like, Oh, they need this or they need that. That's who I'm going to say, okay, listen, I'm feeling it with this or that. And you add this to your tool belt now, and this will make things easier. But whether they do it or not, that's up to them. Free will again. Exactly. And do you also find that for some people, it takes a few messages for them to get? Exactly. <laughs> get yeah. It's so funny because there is, there's that where it takes a few. And then there's those that, oh my gosh, I already did that. I did that. Yeah. And thank you. And they are just like full speed ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And they're open to the changes and they're, they're just, it's, it's amazing. And you just sit back and you smile and you're like, oh, this is good. Yes. Now you, you coach as well. Do you coach people how to be mediums or are you coaching them in the med in, in the mediumship, uh, uh, you know, of, of what they need to know or how, you know, how to open up? Um, so I'll do different things. I do teach classes on mediumship. Um, and with coaching, so I can, um, if someone wants coaching on mediumship, if they, um, I do business coaching also. Mm. So like spiritual businesses, I'll do coaching on that with how to help them grow their business. Um, so there's a couple different things there with the coaching. Right. So it's not just about getting messages from loved ones. It's about being able to tune in and channel what will best serve them, whether it's in their personal life or their business life. Right, right. And, you know, I, every single one of us needs a guider. And, you know, sometimes if, you, if, if you're lucky enough and you've really opened up, you know, that guidance can come through to you directly. And other times you need that external help from somebody that is channeling and that can help you just set you again. It's all about those directions and you want to make sure you're in the right direction. 
and that you're not going to take the wrong path or, uh, or look at something the wrong way. And having somebody that can see that path, see it in a different way, can give you your clarity so you can make better choices. Absolutely. And a lot of times they, they just need that validation. So, you know, with things again, that I wouldn't know that will come through that will help validate some things that are going on that they'll sit back and go, okay, now I know what yes. I need to do. Clarity. Yes. Don't we all look for clarity? Oh gosh, we all, we all do. Yes. It, yeah. It's just that sense of feeling of, I know what I know and I don't need to know why I know it. I just know right. that is clarity. And if you can get there, this feels right. That's where we and, want to be. And that's where I like to do too, where I'll have someone like sitting in their power. I always tell people, okay, here, I'm going to give you some references with other people. Or if people say, oh, classes, who has classes? I'll give them some people or if I've got something going on. But I always tell people, but I want you to go with your gut. Yeah. The gut you. is your truth. It's your soul. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. You are going to let your gut guide you mm. to the right one for you. Because I want people to be in their power. I don't want to be a, oh, well, nope, this is what you should do. And this yeah, is you don't you want them to be do. dependent on you. No. Right. You're a compliment I, to them. You're not, you know, the exactly. dictator. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I want them to be in their power and to say, nope, this feels right. Yes. This feels right. And you know, big word there, feel. I'm very, 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 very much about feel your knowledge. Thinking your knowledge again comes from programming. When you feel the knowledge, that's where the wisdom is, because you understand what knowledge is relevant to the situation in the moment. And yeah. if you're only in knowledge, you're overwhelmed by the knowledge and you don't know what knowledge is relevant right now. When you feel it and trust it intuitively, then you understand, no, no, this is, this is the skill or the tool or the knowledge I need in the moment. And you'll, you'll feel it. Yes. It will, it will ring true. Right. And you will feel it. Like it will kind of almost be like this calming kind of thing where yeah. you sit there and go, no, this is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. Or that's the answer. This is just it. Yes. Yes. And, you know, don't argue with spirit. When it's it, it's it. Go, yes, but no, sit on that, but right. You've had your clarity. Sit in that clarity. Now do right. Exactly. Stop arguing because that's a human nature to keep arguing. Stop arguing. So-and-so does it like so-and-so. I don't care how so-and-so does it. How are you meant to do it? Right. And don't jump too far ahead because right. then we get the clarity and right away it's a boom. Now we're going into the yeah. future. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's bring that back in. Let you need a process. You need a process in, 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 uh, in order for that future to manifest into fruition. It has to have the steps for you to get there. Stop leaping. The, yeah. the only leap that you need to take is the first step. Exactly. Exactly. What kind of podcasting are you doing? Are you interviewing people or is it just you um, sharing things? Um, no, I interview people. I took a little break from it for a while. Um, I'm going to get back to it. I just got super busy with mm. the house and finding one. It's, but I'm going to get back to it. But um, it's interviewing people. So it's interviewing different um, spiritual people and their journeys. Mm. Um, and it's always something that I know that it will help someone else. Right. And, you know, two spiritual people sharing 
their own journeys and their own how-tos. You know, we're all fundamentally given the same gift, but how we use that instrument is, is, is individual to each and every one of us. And of course, if you ever want some people, I've got some great people that you could interview. But oh, thank you. <laughs> the more we open up and realize there is no one size that fits all, don't compare. It's about it's about the, the common denominator. Where is the where is the truth? And how does how does someone use that truth? Right. Exactly. And and you know, um, I believe every, every one of us is an instrument in life, and we're here to learn how to play that instrument. Then find the orchestra that complements us, that we can, in harmony, create a symphony that will resonate out. That each and every single one of those instruments individually is important to that orchestra. I love that. I love that. Um, I always tell people too, like when I um, when I first meet them and I'm going over how I do a reading, I always start it with all mediums and psychics are different. We all yeah. do it differently. Yes. And this is how I do it. Right. Because we're all different. I yeah, this is your instrument. Out. This is your instrument. This is how you play your instrument right. and how it is true to you. Right. And if it's not true to you, how can you represent truth to anyone else? Exactly. Exactly. So I love it. being true to ourselves is one of the reasons we're here in the discovery of who we are, why we are and what we're here to do is part of life's journey. Things don't happen to us, they happen for us. And those things are happening to discover our strength, our courage, our abilities to discover our instrument, how to play it. Whom does it serve? Which orchestra, which band, or are you a soloist? But whom does it serve? Because when we step into that service of sharing, caring, compassion, love, and kindness, we realize we are the orchestra. We are the solution we seek. But every single one of us has to step up and participate in our own lives. It's not sit back and wait for it to happen. Oh, I just... I love that you say that also, because I really, I, I preach that a bit with people. Mm -hmm. It's not sitting back in the lazy boy chair. Nothing's yeah. going to happen then. No. No. Um, yeah. And, and it's true. Like I couldn't go through something that uh, a really hard lesson and I'll thank the universe though and say, all right, that was a little difficult, but thank you. I have learned from it yes. and I will try not to repeat that. Yeah. And thank you for that. Yes. Because they are, that's all valuable lessons. And that's, that's why we're here. This we're, we're learning. We the universe are learning. isn't out to get you. No, it's not really out to not. punish you. It's, it's out, it knows your abilities. It knows your strengths. It's pulling it out of you. So you can actually be the enriched and abundant soul you were meant to be. Allow, exactly. allow, allow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With so tell us a little bit about the other book that you participated in as well. Um, the other one is called The Last Breath. I've got it in front of me here too. Um, it has like 46 different mediums in it from around the world. And um, I'm really honored to be a part of this. So it, it's different stories from all these different mediums. And it really is a beautiful book. And it's the uh, true stories of mediumship, the afterlife and messages from heaven. 
it's it's a really a beautiful book from many different mediums so, so many it, different wonderful many beautiful instruments under one orchestra right yeah and it was a fun thing to be a part of yeah so how do people find your books can you give us the title again and where people can find them um there is no death only life and the foreword is by thomas john um this is available on amazon and the last breath is also available on amazon um and if you go to my website maria verdeshi can you spell that for com, people who are just um, listening maria and it's v e r d e s c h i dot com you'll have the um the links for both books are also on my website or if you want to book a reading or um i've got like classes in fact, I'll be doing a three-day class in Lilydale in August. Um, so there are there are different ways to connect with me. Right. You know, um, through the years, you've always had the charlatans. You know, you've always had the, the people. But since the beginning of time, there's always been the seers, the people that can see things through the veil uh, from the other side from the different dimensions and have that ability to portray what they see and share it. How we use it is up to us. And yes, there are a lot of fake people out there that you know think they can do it or capitalizing on it. And just if you've had a bad experience, just put it up to a bad experience. And the reason I do these shows is to share people who are really authentic, doing what they are meant to be doing, because this is their calling, this is their purpose, this is their beautiful instrument in life, and you are here to serve the people that you serve, to enable them to be, to live the best life they can in their own truth, in their own beauty, in their own love, in their own purpose. And we all need that guidance. We all need that somebody that supports us in some way to be that essence of who we're meant to be. And so if you feel that you're at a crossroads right now, or you're just this chatter going on in your head and you don't know how to find that clarity or just channel what you need to do at that next step, then reach out to Maria. Let her tell you what, not what she thinks, what comes through her as to what is seen for you. Because sometimes it is just that one little picture all those few words that can just be, ah, okay, I get it. And that can just set us on that whole new path that is going to serve us. But we get stuck because there's too much going on and we don't know how to open up that channel. Let Maria be that channel for you and help you through it. MariaVadeci.com. Get her books and read them as well. Listen to her podcast because we put out there all the solutions for you, all the help and all the guidance that we can give you, but you've got to be the one to pick it up, to apply it and to utilize it because that's all we can do is be there for you. Are you going to be there for yourself? Thank you so much for being here today, Maria. Sarah, thank you so much for having me on today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. My, thank bless you. 
my blessings. Thank you very much. Keep on channeling. And folks, don't be afraid of it. Nobody's out to get you. The universe is never out to get you. It's out there for you. Allow someone to guide you forward because the more you step into your own beautiful abundance, your own light, your own divine energy, the more you become a solution to society's ills and you start serving this beautiful planet. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment.